Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. off into the lab episode 50 recording from the beautiful home studio in san antonio texas thank you to everyone following us on facebook live and thank you to those who listen to us and our show every single week i am your reoccurring host ernest silva also known as the at as the at the sport gene and found on all social platforms. This episode is featured on a growing network called Blue Collar Media Group, where you should take a look at their website, see some of your favorite content and coverage on your teams today, www.bluecollarmg.com. All right, now that we got that out of the way, let's see who our sports scientists are tonight and who will be joining us. Let's cue the announcer and get this show started. And now, tonight's starting lineup. Off right. From Bali, Indonesia, commissioner of the ITL Dynasty League, wrestling expert and beverage connoisseur, Twitter handle at Dre2124 with the new featured name for today's trivia, Stone Cold Dre Rogers. Oh yeah, today I am known as Stone Cold Dre Rogers and I'm going to take these guys down in the wrestling trivia. Oh yeah. Well, Dre is pumped for today's episode. Excited to have you on, Dre. We'll get back to you in just a second and introduce our guests. They're not on the screen yet, but they'll be here, of course, uh, from Pittsburgh, lead hockey analyst and co-founder of the Blue Collar Media Group, Twitter handle at SteelCurtainPEH, the man with the most interesting name in the world, Just Paul. And he will be on in just a bit. From Regina, host of the Shooter Shoot Pod and winner of the first NBA trivia, Twitter handle at Shooters underscore pod, Kenny Cotterell. Thanks for having me on the show, Ernest. Uh, we've clearly got some wrestling experts in the house today. Uh, I am not one of those, but uh, I'm going to give it my best shot. You know, no shame in last place, right? Yeah, that's right. I put some new lighting just for visual effects so I can look a little bit more wrestling-esque today. From Boston, this, the host of Slightly Biased and co-founder as well of the Blue Collar Media Group, you voted and named him your general. Twitter handle at Reisner underscore Steven, the general Steve Reisner. We'll be in for terrible Twitter takes later on in the episode. But those are your network champion sports scientists, and yet you still have two unfamiliar people on your screen. So let's find out who they are. First off, the reason they're here on the screen is for our wrestling trivia. As you know, Dre, Roberts will, Dre Rogers will be representing into the lab um, and trying to be a champion as the Labsters have won three in a row now on our, <laughs> on our show. But let's put your hands together for the guest podcast on our show, Wrestling with Reality's very own Jonathan Wanglin. Well, it is great to be here, and it's going to be great to take down Stone Cold Dre Rogers over there. I'm going to bring the title away from the Lapsters, man. Dre, you're going down, man. Oh, yeah. So the guest podcast shooting out now, and I know Scott's been waiting anxiously. Let me introduce our most important competitor. One of our Lapsters is known as the wrestling expert. He is coming to us, and a friend of the show, the Scott. That's right, dude. The Scott is here. I'm ready for some wrestling trivia, brother. And I'm ready to take everybody down, brother. Let's go. 
I am psyched for this show more than ever before. I really want to zoom through the news now because I want to get to the trivia segment. Can I, can I redo my promo? Like, no I, shit. Like I've really underperformed now. I feel terrible right now. I feel terrible. I am excited. Well, thank you, guys. I know you guys are the wrestling pros. Stick with us. We're going to talk some NBA and NFL before we feature y'all, and I guarantee it's going to be entertaining, folks. So stay with us. But first, before we dive into NFL and NBA, Let's dive into some Lapster updates. Don't forget, you can catch your sports scientists on the BCMG stream team. That is right, folks. We are streaming every day and every weekend. Warzone, Call of Duty is really the game we play. But if you didn't watch us in the tournament last week, we got a couple of dubs. We've had a couple of dubs this week. Just tune in with us. Follow us. Subscribe. We'll get some giveaways going on there as well. The other thing, if you want to be an official Lapster, get some insider news, some insider uh, talks and be a part of this show you can join us on our patreon go find uh, the sport gene and into the labs patreon uh donate whatever you want be a part of the lapster community and get some good insights on there so uh dre and kenny are part of that group that you'd be donating to and we look forward to having more and more lapsters join our group all right enough about us let's talk some basketball all right bubble news came out and a memo the nba released a memo that was really kind of uh, telling players to wear proper clothing when room service comes around. I don't know why a memo is needed for that, but they also aren't wearing their masks. So, Kenny and Dre, I'm going to ask you guys, is this just a sign of things to come that this bubble is not going to work? Yeah, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I think these guys, they're clearly not being disciplined enough with this entire situation. Like, should they need to be told to wear proper clothing? No, but am I really that surprised? Not really. Like these guys, if you see the amount of videos of these guys chugging beers while they're down in Orlando right now, like I don't think that it should come as a as a big surprise. Uh, but the NBA is definitely going through uh, going through some tough times with this whole situation. I mean, I remember when I was in high school and I got those those you know, text from your coach saying, don't be messing around and don't be, don't be messing around the hotel. We're going to put tape on your damn doors. Just stay in. And I can't believe we're having to tell NBA players to do the same thing. Like don't be showing your whatever's to all the maids and room service coming by. Dre, I, I've got to ask you, buddy, you still, you still think this season's going to happen, even though we're, we're, we're getting all these chug contests, what we think would be March madness. It's now the NBA season. I mean, it's, it's a funny topic because obviously on the money-making side, everybody wants it to happen. And they really, to me, they really don't care about anything else except, you know, getting that green. So, I mean, it's a, it's a very tricky, it's a very tricky issue. But, uh, I mean, today or actually every day that I wake up and I, Look at the look at the news. Uh, the first thing that pops up is some new basketball player, uh, you know, was tested positive for Corona. So I don't know. I I mean, did did you also see this um, the uh, cat uh, thing that where he crossed the, to the Disney side or whatever? So now he's got a quarantine. I mean, mm -hmm. the the rules are getting ridiculous. So either in the end, they'll bypass everything and they're just, you know, saying, oh, yeah, we got this rules. We got a quarantine, but that's just to cover for, you know, uh, I guess, you know, public public uh, relations side of things. But in the end, always in this world, the final decision is always about the greens. So I think uh, the NBA season will happen and, you know, they've already lost a lot of money and they've got to get it back. So I always love when the resident rooster agrees with you, Dre, but you know, at the same time, the, the, the uh, digital warfare that's happening, the NBA is just starting, right? So Rashawn Holmes, to your point, Rashawn Holmes crosses the quarantine line because he read a tweet that you can get your, uh, your food delivered in the certain section of the hotel and it ended up being across the quarantine line. So now he has to quarantine for 10 days and it was another player who tweeted it. I mean, that's just the little things that you're going to start seeing. That'd be Doc Rivers today in an interview said 
that he was going to start calling the hotline. And the only team you're going to see left is the Clippers at the end of the tournament because everybody else is going to have to quarantine. Like that, that, I mean, it's crossed everybody's mind. Um, and then, you know, the privacy issues, I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, Rachel Nichols had one of her conversations leaked um, and recorded uh, with other ESPN individuals because, I mean, there's not that many people looking. You had to, you had to be chosen to be inside the bubble. And so um, that person's uh, now facing discipline. So uh, just a lot of weird things happening so far early in the bubble. Maybe it'll, it'll, you know, the tide will go down, but I still think there are a lot of questions. I just hope, you know, leagues like the NFL and the MLB um, are watching the NBA and the MLS as Dre has his sidekick for the tag team trivia there. <laughs> Excited for that. But let's talk players. So the Denver Nuggets get their big back, Nikola Jokic, and the rumors are true. He's not so much a big anymore. He looks like a slim four. Um, he did lose 35 pounds during this time, uh, most of it due to COVID, but then he just kept it off. Uh, Kenny, I'm going to ask you on this. Does Nikola Jokic's weight uh, really help the Nuggets a lot, or do you do you have, you have – it's too early to tell? I think it's too early to tell. Like, we don't know if these guys are actually in shape. Like, he may have lost that body weight, but that could be affecting his shot. That could affect the way that he's going to play the game. He's very much a back-to-the-basket big, and then he tries to distribute from there. But if he doesn't have that size anymore, that's going to be a lot tougher for him. I was never really concerned about the Nuggets because I don't think that Jokic can be your best player uh, when it comes to trying to win a championship. But I think if Denver is going to go and win a round or two, like Jokic needs to be at 100%. And uh, I don't know if this weight's going to help him or not. I, I can't see it helping. Like, I think that's going to completely change your game if you're losing that amount of weight. So that would be my concerns surrounding him. Now, uh, quick, quick side note, Michael Beasley, last time we were on the show, got signed. We were hyped. We're going to see Michael Beasley in the bubble. He got there, tested positive for COVID, still had a six-game suspension, so they cut him right immediately, and he left the bubble. So no Michael Beasley for those Beasles fans. Um, but let's talk about another player that left the bubble. And, Dre, I'm going to go to you on this one, Zion Williamson. 20 pounds lighter, looked to slim and trim, even though he had some off time in New Orleans. Leaves the bubble, says he has some family problems, may not come back to the beginning of the season or maybe midway. Does this change your Pelicans are a lock for the A seed? Dre. Can I mute? There oh, it is. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Pause for I dramatic mean, effect. <laughs> the um, obviously Zion is um, supposedly it's supposed to be the chosen one, right? The the guy that will change that franchise. But I mean, let's not forget that this tournament is actually a a very cold wild card kind of kind of tournament because, like like in the World Cup and all of those are March Madness. I mean. <clears throat> it's a it's an elimination game so and people have you know not played for three and a half months. whatever time period that they've sat on so i guess three to four months or whatever so i mean i think the pelicans have enough young players like you know like mr baller inc and uh brandon Ing ingram uh that could actually get you know um give them the opportunity to upset actually to you know get the eighth seed and actually upset whoever they're playing because i'm, I'm pretty sure i i know i know they're going against if they get the eighth seed they they, they get to go against lebron and them but uh, like i said uh i i think this is just going to be a wild card playoff where we're going to see a lot of upsets just because you know people have been resting for so long that it's it's just going to be whoever's got the most energy and and, and the best conditioning and I think it's just going to be wild. So I think, I think yes, uh, Zion is a big blow to them, but I think, crap, but they've got enough young players to actually make a run and get that eight seat. So I, I think they can get it. You're popular there in Bali, Dre. I know it. I'm going to go to you next, Kenny, because this is a good segue to you, because considering that, J.J. Redick has never missed the playoffs. And if Zion – misses time I don't think that solidifies their time in the playoffs I'm going to go to you next what do you think about that and and what do you think about JJ's chances 
My concerns is how long Zion's going to be gone. Because if you look at their schedule, it's not really that tough, except for their first two games. Like, they get Utah and they get the Clippers as their first two games. And then you go into a bunch of teams who are either on the outside or barely in the playoffs. Like, you get Memphis, the Kings twice, the Spurs, the Magic, the Wizards. None of those, like, really concern you. But they're far enough back where – like losing both of those games to Utah and the Clippers could do them in because right. six may not be good enough in order to do it. So, I mean, th- the key for them is they have to sweep the Kings and they have to beat the Grizzlies. Those are teams that are directly affect where they're going to finish. So I'd like to see them try and split that first, those first two games. So that way they have maybe a little bit of leeway to, to slip up along the way. Obviously, yeah, JJ has said, and it's pretty well documented, like, when he went to New Orleans, like, look, we're, we're not missing the playoffs. Like, I've never missed it. I don't plan on starting now. I'm going to ask him about it tomorrow on my show. But it's, it's pretty nuts to, uh, to have a guy, a role player, having never missed the playoffs. So, Yeah, and you said you're going ha- to ask him tomorrow on your show, I think. Is that what you said right now? Yeah, Kenny? that I did. And you can catch it on – what was the name of that show? Uh, that was the Shooter Shoot Basketball Podcast, part of the Blue Collar Media Group. Uh, you can it'll be out Monday at eight Eastern. So, in the morning. In the morning. Eight a.m. Eastern. The Shooter Shoot Podcast. JJ Reddick will be on there. A good plug there for you. Let's end the NBA talk with the right team, the Houston Rockets. Houston, we have half a problem. Russell Westbrook has COVID nineteen. Yes, he is going to be isolated for another week. Your championship, 2020 championship, Houston Rockets are going to be off to a rocky start. And Russ is going to be out of practice. And everybody said, oh, Russ has it. Harden must have it. Okay, take it easy. You wish you saw that Harden was out. Harden the Invincible is still going. You saw him at practice today. He's looking great. And the Rockets got their leader back. Kenny, I know you're with the Lakers and you have the Lakers there. But Houston is half half mass right now before Russ gets there. Does this change your your already low take on the Rockets' chances of winning a championship? Okay, I'd like to point out that it's not really a low take on the Rockets. I just don't have them as a favorite. I still have them as a team that could win the championship this year. Oh, that's good. But I think outside of the Bucks and the two LA teams, those are considered your favorites. And then you've got teams like the Rockets or Toronto or Boston. They're, they're the teams that could win it if some things go the right way which is how it goes for the Rockets. I mean, the Rockets don't have the easiest schedule when they go into the bubble and they start playing at the end of this month. Like, they will have to play the Bucks, the Lakers, teams like that in their schedule. It's the only two teams. But, but like, I'm, I'm really not that worried about Houston going 5-3 and three over that stretch. Like, I think, is that going to be enough to move them up? Because they're currently sitting sixth in the West. I would think so, because I don't see Utah – Utah looks like they're in shambles and I'm not really that high on Oklahoma city. So I could see the Rockets moving up to fourth in the West pretty easily. I think that's uh, I think that's pretty fair. And I think that actually works out well for you guys, because if you can be the four or the five, you know, you get either Utah or the thunder, I'd pick you to win either of those series. Agreed. And then you get to play a Lakers team that doesn't have Rondo doesn't have Avery Bradley you'd way rather see a team like that than a, a full strength LA Clippers team. So Agree. I think it, that's the ideal scenario for you. If you're a Rockets fan, you'd like to avoid that Clippers team if you can and hope that maybe a Denver knocks them out or someone else. Right. So. Yeah, I'm with you on that completely. Um, now the big thing about what COVID does now I, for everybody who doesn't know, I have gotten my negative COVID test. I was positive for COVID, got my negative test today. So I'm feeling great. But what it does do is it really hits you physically. I mean, fatigue, lack of energy, it really floors you. And that's, and I'm obviously not in the peak or prime shape of my life. So for somebody like Russell Westbrook, who is, who thrives on athleticism, we saw him doing his workouts, even if he had COVID at that time during those workout videos, it didn't look like it was affecting him. You've got to hope that there's no setbacks athletic or ability wise, because that is what he, his, his whole game is based on. And if that's gone, then you rely on the more prime skills of basketball and that's not his forte. So um, that's the only worry I have with the Rockets. And, and yes, I am high on the Rockets. I think the Rockets are the team to beat considering the only team that could beat them were the Warriors the last few years. And there's no more Warriors. 
Um, so if you're for our wrestling experts, that's my expertise are the Rockets. And so, um, and a bit of a fandom. So uh, that's why I think the Rockets are hot and they are going to be the team to watch. Um, one, and one, one more thing to touch on for your Westbrook point, because you're talking about his athleticism. The right. nice part is even if he misses a little bit of time, the last four games of your schedule are going to be great tune-ups for him because they're not really tough opponents. You've got the Kings, Spurs, Pacers, and 76ers. You couldn't have asked for a better schedule down the stretch. So if he is going to be trying to get into game shape before they hit the playoffs, that's probably the ideal scenario for him. And if you're watching, you're an NBA fan, you're wondering, why aren't you talking about Victor Ladipo's $3 million contract dispute? Well, because there's a lot of variables in there we don't know about, and it's really not worth the time. The second part is, why aren't you talking about Ben Simmons playing the four? Okay, who isn't talking about that? The Sixers are not winning this year. They can't win on the road, and every game is on the road this year. So we're not going to touch the Sixers as much as people want to talk about them. And uh, I forgot the third point, but let's wrap up NBA there and let's jump into some football. The NFL hit the July 15th famous deadline and boy, oh boy, do Kenny and I as Cowboys fans really feel the heat lately. Uh, But let's start off with another Chiefs player making some noise. Chris Jones, four-year, $98 million contract. That solidifies the Kansas City Chief with a staple on offense and a staple on defense as Pat Mahomes signed his long-term deal. And now Chris Jones signs his. Um, Kenny and Dre, I don't know if you've seen it in recent years, but the Chiefs are going to return 20 of 22 starters and five of six of their main coaches for the next four years. I mean, that is nuts to think about that they have that many players locked up. Um, are we looking at a potential dynasty here? I'm glad I'm talking about this before Steve even jumps on. Are we talking about a potential dynasty or is this just good luck and the Chiefs, it's really hard to repeat in the NFL? Yes, it's definitely a possibility with the Kansas City Chiefs because when you think of teams that you would be worried about playing the Chiefs, well, Lamar Jackson hasn't proven that he can get it done in the playoffs yet. So until he does, you you would assume that the Chiefs can beat them. You look at teams like Tennessee, who went to the AFC Championship last year. Can they replicate that with Tannehill and Derrick Henry? That remains to be seen. Cam Newton in New England, we'll see how that whole scenario works out. Like, I think if you look at the AFC right now, it's, it's the Chiefs and everyone else. Like, I, I don't think I've seen it outside of maybe Broncos fans, anyone not have the Chiefs <laughs> in their division, let alone possibly take the one seed as well in the playoffs. It'll be them and the Ravens probably again for that right. spot. So if you're sense. returning all those starters – Like, that's already a lethal enough offense. You have your defensive stud now locked up long-term. Like, I think you have to be looking at them as a potential dynasty. Obviously, they have to get a couple more to be a solidify that, but they're in in the best scenario in order to do it. And that wasn't the only defensive player that – that got a big deal. Cleveland saw Miles Garrett swinging for the fences on the field. And so they swung for the fences too. And he signed an extension that totals seven years, 144 million. Um, I've got a little bit of a screen error with Dre there. So I'll go back to him in a minute, but Miles Garrett getting that extension. Okay. He's back with us. Dre, how do you feel about Miles Garrett getting a $125 million extension to his contract? Dude, that's a that's a lot of money, man. It is. And I know I know they're saying he's the sack king because he's got thirty plus sacks in his few seasons, but I don't know, man. Uh, it's too much money for one player, and uh, I don't know how the cap. Oh, uh, wait. Yeah, now that Paul is in here, uh, quick question: Who does Miles Garrett play for? The uh, Los Angeles Browns, right? <laughs> yep, the Los Angeles Browns. And if you don't catch that reference last week, we lost the trivia because Steve said the loss that the Browns were uh, used to play in Los Angeles, and he got so much shit for that on the show. So, yep, that is definitely a good point there, Dre. Uh, I, I don't know. They did an interview with Mason Rudolph, and he wasn't too happy about the extension. But then again, um, I don't think he ever would be. Uh, let's talk about a different AFC team, the, the Tennessee Titans. They lock up Derrick Henry long-term as well, a four-year, $50 million contract. Um, I, I heard these stats today, so I thought they were interesting. When, when Derrick Henry runs for 100 yards, the Tennessee Titans are 13-0. and 0, And when he runs for 100 yards in the playoffs, 
They're three and zero. The only two losses they've had since Derrick Henry have been with them is when he was held to seventy six yards and fifty four yards. That's intriguing. So just like how the Cowboys have to make sure Ezekiel Elliott gets over hundred yards, the Titans have to make sure that Derrick Henry gets over hundred yards. Um, I think Derrick Henry is the most important player on that team. Others would argue Ryan Tannehill. What do you guys think about Derrick Henry's contract? Completely fine with it. I think I think if if you look at those numbers that you just mentioned, you lock that guy up for four years. And I mean, it's he had over seventeen hundred scrimmage yards last year. Like he he was he was probably outside of Christian McCaffrey the best running back in the NFL last year. And while I don't love giving massive contracts to running backs, what was it like four years fifty? I think. So I can live with twelve and a half million a year for a guy of Derrick Henry's quality. I mean, we we've seen the potential running back free agency class coming up. Guys like Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara. None of those guys touched Derrick Henry last year as far as scrimmage yards go. So for a guy that's that important to his team, you lock that guy down for sure. Like you you have to do it. Uh, I'll ask this question: AFC South favorites, Titans, or do you have another team? I don't know if there's really a favorite in that division. I think that it could go one of three ways. Like the Colts, if Phillip Rivers works, it could, it could happen. Deshaun Watson is so talented that while they got pretty gutted, like there's no reason that he couldn't lead them to 10 and six this year. And there is talent around there. There is talent around those receivers. And, and like, yeah, Deshaun, Deshaun's proven to be an elite quarterback in the league. And then of course you go with the Titans with Henry and Tannehill, like, Obviously, no one's considering the Jags anything outside of Trevor Lawrence country, but I, I mean, what are you like talking that. about? They've, they've got Minshew. Good luck. Oh, man. When, they, when they go four and twelve, kicked out of this. You're getting kicked out of this podcast. Man. <laughs> when they go four twelve or five and eleven this year, then you know, eight and eight, baby, eight oh, and man. eight. But till you They're don't have them. The- you don't have them. They're not making the, the playoffs, but there will okay. be an enemy. Okay, well, you can't come in here and say, you can't, oh, well, maybe you can't say they're going to win the division. But they're still going to miss the playoffs. Like, you can't I, I, I am not a fan of what the Texans have done this offseason, but I will say this. I'm going to say on every podcast episode till it doesn't happen. Anytime Brandon Cooks is traded to a team, <laughs> he makes the Super Bowl. Go look up the facts. That are the facts. I am not going against the NFL gods. I'm just going to leave that there. 72. That, that, that right there is the Pat McCaw theory of the NBA. Of Oh, Pat McCaw was on three straight finals winning teams, but he played like five minutes. Yeah. You just got to put him on the team, man. Give him yeah. five minutes. I didn't know why nobody does that. All right. 72 players have tested positive for COVID in the NFL. The season hasn't even started. Guys, I'm worried about the season, but I don't want to touch it until we get some more information. And J.J. Watt came out with a list of concerns from a players-only meeting. Um, they don't even know how testing is going to work yet, guys. I'm getting even more concerned about the NFL season and what fantasy football means to my life in the fall will not be there. Um, however, owners meeting tomorrow, so look for a lot of facts from the NFL. And let's start with the biggest news in the NFL, which is Dak Prescott did not sign a long-term extension. <laughs> Here we go. Did not sign his long-term extension. That's the biggest news right there. And and so he will play on his franchise tag, $31.4 this year. And if for some reason they can't work out a deal all year, he'll play for $38 next year on a franchise tag. And if that doesn't work out and the the Cowboys cannot sign a long-term extension, he would be the first Cowboys quarterback to go from starting to unrestricted free agency in the history of the franchise. I'm not going to you first, Dre. I am going back to Kenny. What? Kenny, before I go to the Mike McCarthy hater, talk to me, Kenny. What does this mean for Dallas Cowboys and their fans and Dak Prescott, Stephen A. Smith, and Dre Rogers? <laughs> I, I, think, I think it's great for Dallas that he's on the franchise tag this year because if they don't get it done – Considering the the myth of Cowboys fans has always been, well, yeah, but it's because we have Jason Garrett, so that's why that's why we don't make the playoffs. That's why we go nine and seven or eight and eight all the time. So if we're going to give him this year with Mike McCarthy, where you have to at minimum win a playoff game, then and if he doesn't get it done this year, if they miss the playoffs or they don't perform in the playoffs, 
I think you move on at that point. Like, what's the point? Do you want to slip into the Lions where they have Stafford on this massive contract, but, like, he's not really doing anything for them? Like, that's not a situation that you want to be in. You would way rather take a shot on a rookie and hope that it pans out than continue to, to be mediocre in the NFC. Or Andy Dalton. Or, now, or Stone Cold Dre Rogers, since we know your forte is wrestling, let's get your take on what the Cowboys situation is with Dak Prescott. All right, first things first, you got to get your facts right. Did you see that tweet by his brother? He's gone. He's gone. Oh. Dak is gone. Should have oh, listened to Sonny. Because his brother said it, he's gone. Gotcha. Did you hear Dak's comments this morning, Dre? He's here to stay. I did not. I did not, and I don't Dak, care. I'm, I'm trusting. I'm trusting his he brother. Trust his brother more than him. So, if you're not familiar, his brother came out and said, "I wasn't a Cowboys fan before the draft. I'm barely a Cowboys fan now with Dak at quarterback, and now I'm really not a Cowboys fan." After the guy's they got get a barely deal. more followers than me on Twitter. Are you kidding me? Who cares what he thinks? Look, Jackson Mahomes is the way better brother in this situation. Go follow him. Don't follow Prescott's brother. That's all I got to say on that. But look, Dak Prescott said and came out on, I believe it was CBS this morning or Good Morning America, one of the two, came out and said that I'm a cowboy for life. I want to win a Super Bowl. That's the goal, and we'll work it out. The fact that he said that was music to my ears, as much as hearing that Harden had come back and he was practicing today. But when it comes to Dak Prescott, um, I have to think this is a good thing for the Cowboys. Evaluate him under McCarthy's system. You know McCarthy's going to make him throw a whole bunch. McCarthy's not great at play calling, according to Dre, so obviously Dak will have a chance to throw late in games and win some clutch quarterback situations. Um, but let's end the NFL conversation there, and that was brought to you by SATX Wait. rated. Yes, Dre. You forgot, you forgot the Redskins. Oh, we're not going to talk about the Redskins. It's too early. It, the reason we're not talking – let me, let me caveat. The reason we're not talking about the Redskins is because we just had that article come out about the 15 women – who, who I don't even want to talk about it, but the 15 women. But I was I was going to go into the uh, oh the there name was some change. Native, you want to talk about the Native name American okay. tribe that actually said, "Dude, we'd be honored if you put us in your as your name." So what was the name of the tribe? I don't remember. And that's why they want their name in there, Dre. I mean, hello, you would you would have it memorized right now. But uh, I I think we're all in agreement here that the name change, Red Tails or Sentinels, would be perfect. I mean, I want to see Joe – what is it? No, yeah, Joe Falco come out running out of the – I want to see Keanu Reeves run out of the tunnel. I mean, that's my personal opinion. Uh, before I was – I was kind of interrupted. Awesome. Yeah, it would be. It would be. Um, before I, I was interrupted there, Dre, this was brought to you by SATX Rated, one of our prime sponsors. Follow them today on all social platforms. They'll get you to free events, free tickets, whenever those pop back up from COVID situations and then give you some of the insights in your favorite cities. SATX rated on all social platforms. While you were sleeping during that segment, we did have Paul come in. We did your introduction already, buddy, but welcome to the podcast. What's happening, boys? On the road again. <laughs> on the road again. But yeah, hey, just uh, that, that last thing with the name, I did see the Navajos came out and said they wanted to code talkers. I think that'd be pretty cool. Well, code talkers would be cool. Co-talkers. I do I do like so, Red Tails, too, but I, I do think we're all off. I think it's going to be something out of left field completely. Yeah, I think it's going to be something crazy. Yeah, the D.C. Redskins, probably. So, so two quick things. <laughs> two quick things. Obviously, Paul is late because today is Patty Women's Dive Day, and he was actually emailing Aquamarine Diving Bali to – because – women get 20% off their dive trips. So if you want to book a dive trip in the future until July, 2021, and you're a women diver or non-diver, you could check out Aquamarine Diving Bali because they have 20% off today, tomorrow, and Sunday uh, because of Patty Women's Dive Day. So that's why Paul was late. Yeah, you're not actually, you're not, actually, you're not kidding, Dre. I've actually checked into this because me and the old lady want to go over there, hook up with you, and actually go go there. So I, I don't know about this whole COVID situation right now, but we're going to be making a trip to Bali sooner rather than later. And keep in mind that if you're in Bali, definitely go check it out. But if you're not in Bali, Bali is almost COVID-free. So if you want a place you need to get away and dive, go visit Dre. Dre will house you. 
All right, let's move on to our featured segment, which is our home and home trivia. Wrestling with Reality is joining us. Jonathan is with us, been waiting patiently. He's ready to win this trivia. He claimed victory beforehand. And our lapster, the Scott, is here with us as well. He's ready to claim victory. And Stone Cold Dre Rogers is going to be leading ITL's arsenal to get a win back into the ITL book, record books. And he looks as not confident as ever. So let's go ahead and talk about how this works. So how does home and home trivia work or what are you doing watching us? This is how it's going to work. There's a $25 gift card on the line and bragging rights among wrestling experts among us. It'll be a 10 question trivia, multiple choice. You have five seconds to answer. Kenny is the official judge that'll be watching to make sure you're not cheating. Paul will be listening for your first answer because that's what counts. In the event of a tie, I have a tiebreaker question ready from one of our questions that we ask. So be ready, guys. Are you guys ready to go? No. Oh, brother, I'm ready. <laughs> do we just get a crack in? Do we got to buzz in? What do we got to do? Uh, I'm going to call on you first. I'm going to rotate it. I'll call Dre right. first on the first question, and then I'll rotate it around, all right? All right, buddy. All right, let's Dude, start I'm this. A, I'm probably gonna do worse than Steve, so. No, let's start. Let's start this off easy, guys. I started off with an easy one. Can you smell what this wrestler is cooking? Is whose catchphrase? A. The Undertaker. B. The Big Show. C. The Rock. Or D. The Pebble. C. How about you, Scott? Oh, it's it's The Rock. I'm gonna fake like kind of do an eyebrow because I can't really do it. It's The Rock. <laughs> What about you, Jonathan? The Rock. Everybody's going with The Rock, and they would all be right. That's 1-1-1 one, one, one to start off with the first question. I told you I'm an easy win. Let's, let's throw you guys off. What popular character was Doink the Clown based on? A, Holy Happy God. the Clown. B, It. C, John Wayne Gacy. Or D, Ronald McDonald. I'm going to start with you, hey. Scott. I'm going to say Happy the Clown. All right, Scott going with happy. Jonathan? It. It and Dre? Dude, I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> Which one had green hair? <laughs> Two seconds, Dre. All right, whatever. Uh, uh, it. I don't care. So ITL goes with it. Wrestling with Reality goes with It, and The Labster goes with Happy the Clown. The answer is It, and ITL and yes. Wrestling with Reality pulls ahead by one. So 2-2-1 two, two, going into question three. Dre just hanging on to luck at this point. Which of the following people were not either a ring announcer or commentator during ECW One Night Stand in 2006? A, Joey Styles. B, Taz, C, Steven DeAngelis, or D, John Finnegan? I'm going to start with you, uh, Jonathan. I am going to go with Finnegan. All right. Going to you, Dre. Oh, I forgot the names, but I'll just say D. <laughs> going with Finnegan as well. Scott. Well, I also forgot the names, but I'm not going to go Finnegan. I'm going to say whatever C was. You are going with Steven DeAngelis to try to catch a point. The answer is John Finnegan. So wrestling with reality gets wow. the third question right. ITL gets the third question right. Scott's falling behind a little bit, drinking his second drink of the night on us. And that is 3-3-1 going into the fourth question. WWE had a poll in 2020 that asked wrestling fans, who is the best wrestler? Tell me, who was number one? A, The Undertaker. B, The Rock. C, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Or D, John Cena. Starting with you, Drake. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, I guess A, just because they did this documentary. So I'll go A. Dre Rogers with ITL going with A. Scott, <clears throat> you're next. All right, who did the, the question? Who, who did this? WWE itself. All right, I'm going to say Stone Cold. Okay, going with Stone Cold for Scott. I'm going to go with you, Jonathan. I'm going to go with Stone Cold. Going with Stone Cold. The answer is The Undertaker came in wow. at number one. I was shocked as well. Even though I don't watch wrestling, I still understood that was a huge feat. Now, bonus question for a bonus point, okay? What percentage of those people voted for The Undertaker? Let me go with you, Drake. 
Uh, 38. <laughs> 38. Scott? I'm going to say 42. 42. Jonathan? I'm going to go 30. It is 15%. So Jonathan catches that point back up, and it is 4-4-1, still tied after the fourth question. Let's go to question number five. What so was he the one with 15%? Holy he shit. won with 15%. Yep. And the Undertaker came in second with 9%. So it was actually quite a bit of a gap there with those percentages. What was the number five? What was the majority of what was to become the world championship wrestling called before Ted Turner bought it? Okay. So what was the company called before it turned to world championship wrestling before Ted Turner bought it? A, Scooby-Doo Incorporated. B, the wrestling conglomerate. C, Jim Crockett Promotions, or D, Van Buren Associates? I'm going to start with Scott. All right, C, Jim Crockett Promotions. All right, Jonathan? Jim Crockett Promotions. All right, Dre? Jim Crockett Promotions. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is ridiculous, Dre. You didn't even you have a clue on this. You did not have a clue. The answer is Jim Crockett Promotions. Everybody gets a point. At the halfway mark, the score is five for ITL, five for Wrestling with Reality, and two for the Scott. Trust me, Kenny was down by three at the halfway point. He came back and won it in tiebreakers, the Scott. So you have a chance. Let's go to question number six. WrestleMania 30 had a main event with three men. Which one wasn't on that card? A, Daniel Bryan, B, John Cena, C, Randy Orton, or D, Bautista? I'm going to start with you, Jonathan. John Cena. Going to Dre. Yeah, Cena. Going to Scott. Also John Cena. And you all are correct. So that's great. Tied at six are the two podcasts. The Labster coming in at three. Kenny shaking his head, trying to make sure Dre's not cheating. Here we go. These Number seven, these two men are tied for having the most world championship reigns at 16. A, John Cena and Ric Flair. B, John Cena and Edge. C, Ric Flair and Edge. Or D, Brock Lesnar and Edge. I'm going to start with Dre. A. Going to the Scott. A, John Cena and Ric Flair. Going to Jonathan. A. All right. Obviously, these weren't hard enough. Going with all A's and all of them get the win there. So I knew that one. Wow. So we're at we're at seven apiece for the podcast. And well, there, there is the proof in the pudding right there for the Scott. Woo! And, and the Scott now is at four. So let's talk about going to question eight here. And uh, who is the heaviest wrestler of all time? A, Yokozuna. B, The Big Show. C, Rikishi. Or D, Happy Humphrey. The Scott, I'm starting with you. I'm going to say Yokozuna because I feel like he weighed at 666 at one point. Okay. All right. Jonathan going with you. Yokozuna. All right. And Stone Cold Dre Rogers going to you. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the Big Show was as, as heavy as Joe Kasuna, so I'm, I'm going to say Joe Kasuna as well. And you would all be wrong on this one. So the heaviest wrestler is the Happy Humphrey at over 800 pounds. Holy wow. crap. Over 800 pounds. At least that's what the rumors say. At least that's what the rumors I gotta say. I got to study my Happy Humphrey. <laughs> yeah, Happy Humphrey. Came across that one. Let's switch gears here, though. Score is still 7-7-4. And uh, don't worry, Scott. You do have a chance to make up that extra point in these two questions. Let's go to number nine. Bleacher Report had an article release on the most popular wrestler of all time. Who was number one? A, The Undertaker. B, Hulk Hogan. C, Stone Cold Steve Austin, or D, Ric Flair? I'm going to start this one with Jonathan. I'm going to go with Stone Cold Steve Austin. All right. All right. Pretty solid choice. Dre? <clears throat> yeah, Bleacher Report is tricky because they could have gone with Ric Flair, but shit. Uh... Two seconds. Uh, Austin. Okay. Scott? So I almost want to say Hogan, but I feel like Stone Cold shattered all of that. So I'm going to say Stone Cold Steve Austin. 
And you would all be correct. Stone Cold Steve Austin is the right choice. ITL and Wrestling with Reality in a tiebreaker here situation at eight and eight. Scott coming up the rear here at five. But a lot of game left. Which wrestler, for the 10th question, which wrestler has made the most money over their career? A, The Rock. B, Stone Cold Steve Austin. C, Triple H. Or D, John Cena. I'm starting with you, Dre. Wait, is this only wrestling-wise or in general? This is, I'll, I'll double check it, but I'm pretty sure it's wrestling-wise. So what were, so it was Give me, give me one second to check my sources. Give me one check. It's a good question, Dre. Yeah, because that VP, executive VP must pay a lot of money. <laughs> Maybe more than Hollywood. <laughs> This is over wrestling. Uh, so it was what? Rock, Austin, Triple I'll get, H. I'll give, it a, I'll, give it a, I'll give it again, but don't be stalling on me, Dre. A, The Rock. B, Stone Cold Steve Austin. C, Triple H. D, John Cena. So purely on wrestling. That's correct. Uh, shit. Uh, well, they did say that Cena was the money-making machine, but audited area. Over Two seconds, Dre. Can't, can't, the Kenny's calling it out. What did you pick? Stone Cold. Austin. He goes Stone Cold. Scott. So, longevity, like, I feel like it's Cena, but I feel like the most money grabber, if that's what we're asking at this point, I'm going to say is Stone Cold Steve Austin. All right. Jonathan. I'm going to go with Cena. And the answer. John Cena is the answer wow. for this question. And that puts us in a tiebreaker situation. So let's go ahead and talk about uh, nine points also is the highest we've had in trivia on ITL. So you guys have that record point at this point. Number 10, whoever gets it will win it. But let me talk about money again, right, on our same question. And uh, Scott, you can always answer here. I'm actually going to ask Kenny as well because he wanted to be included in the tiebreaker. So let's talk about money. So overall, in the course of their careers, who has made the most money in wrestling out of those four people? In, in general? Like, including... Yeah. Overall, promotions, sponsors, wrestling, entertainment. Who would have the most money? Is it my turn? Yep, Dre. Oh, uh... I mean, John Cena's got the movies and the rap CD, but The Rock has been in Hollywood for way longer. And I don't think Triple H is getting paid that much with the executive VP. I mean, compared to Hollywood, so I'm going to say The Rock. And Dre is going with The Rock. Scott. I mean, we're, we're, we're basing the question on what? Oh. I'm sorry. Most, most money made over their career, including entertainment, sponsors, wrestling, the works. All right. So you said including entertainment. So I mean, I got to go The Rock. All right. Jonathan. The Rock. Yeah. He's the highest paid actor in Hollywood for many years now. So I got to go with The Rock. Kenny, going to put you there. Yeah. Yeah. I had The Rock. Kenny has some wrestling knowledge. It is The Rock. That was not the actual question. Tell me how much closest wins. Holy shit. And I'm gonna I'm gonna career. start this with Kenny and Scott to give you guys a basis. Two hundred and fifty million. Okay. Scott. So we're talking longevity here. So I'm I'm gonna say three hundred and twenty five million. Okay. Closest wins and there's no overage, it's just whoever's closest. I'm gonna start with Jonathan on this one. I'm gonna go three fifty. Okay. Dre. So, since my name is Stone Cold Dre Rogers, I'm going to go with 316. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer is 365, and Wrestling With Reality wins the trivia, and our guest podcast scores the second guest podcast win, second to Belly Up Sports, and I'm going to give you your 30 seconds of fame. Jonathan, tell us how you feel. I feel wonderful. It was great to take the title. I always like winning. I'm going to be a gracious winner and say, uh, Wangland316 says, I just whipped your ass. 
All right, Stone Cold hey, Drake. Hey, hey, Ernest. Yes, Paul. We got the two dumbest guys in the world going for us. Steve with the Los Angeles Browns last week, and now Dre doesn't pull the prices right on these fucking guys and goes 350 and a dollar. I mean, what is going on with these fucking guys? Stone Cold Dre Rogers, you changed your name for this episode. You got a close second. How do you feel right now? <clears throat> hey, I, I just got to say, Steve, I got nine out of ten right now. <laughs> That is everything. You know what? We wouldn't be alive here if it wasn't for our lapsers and the Scott. We appreciate you coming on and, and almost competing and winning that $25 gift card. H tell us how you feel right now competing on ITL's trivia. I mean, these were uh, the money questions. This wasn't what I was expecting. I was expecting who was the mystery partner at like WrestleMania 11. That's what I was expecting. But anyway, uh, I'm ha I was happy to be here. Happy for all you guys. It was a pleasure to be here. And uh, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to have fun. I'll tell you what, this was definitely the funnest trivia with you guys going at, especially the intros where you guys were giving off your, your uh, introduction speeches. Um, but Wrestling with, Reality, Wrestling with Reality Podcast, you will be getting a message from just Paul or Steve for that $25 gift card and competing today. And we look forward to being on your show and possibly going on there. I expect Dre will be that person that represents us. It won't be me. It's not my thing. But Dre is the guy that will go on there and do some do some uh, expert analysis with you. Um, but, you know, if you were watching today, I noticed we have a ton of people during the wrestling trivia watching and commenting. Uh, I think the Scott, you have some fans on there that were, that were upset you were losing, but you know, they'll get over it. Um, if, if you're watching today, you feel like you can do better. You want to be a part of it. Just hashtag ELM on the post that goes out with this podcast episode, get your name in the hat. We'll reach out to you. You can ask the Scott. We reached out to him as soon as he said he was interested. And we said, just keep a lookout in your DMS. It's fun, guys, and it's free money if you win, so why not? And don't forget, the NBA uh, big trivia session is at the end of this month during the first part of the bubble, and you get a chance to win your favorite player's jersey. What are the odds of that? Might as well try it out. It's got to be hardened. All right, guys, this trivia was brought to you by Taquito Express down in beautiful Brownsville, Texas. All-you-can-eat tacos for $7.99. Mention ITL. You get 10% off. I don't see Steve, and I'm going to wrap up today's episode, but before I wrap it up, let's talk about what, what it means to be a part of our show and do our one-liners. Kenny, why don't you start us off with one-liners and where people can find you? Yeah, I host the uh, Shooter Shoot Basketball podcast, also a part of the Blue Collar Media Group. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at shooters underscore pod, uh, and also the head writer for uh, Blue Collar Media Group as well, so uh, that's where you can find me. Perfect. Dre, why don't you come on next? Give your one-liner and where people can find you. All right, so I'm glad you asked where people can find me. But if you're trying to find a place where you can ship uh, your stuff to Mexico, if you want to ship your stuff to Mexico, or if you need a place to store your stuff in Mexico, you can always reach out to Porteo Group. That is Porteo Group. Uh, their website is porteogroup.com. They're a Houston-based logistics company with over 30 years of experience. And uh, right now, their expertise is shipping to Mexico and from Mexico. And they've got over 20 warehouses all over. So you can store your stuff. You can do whatever you want. Just give them a call. And you can find me at Dre2124. Obviously, if you've got any questions in regards to that, you could also message me as well, and I will try to give you the correct contact info. Good plug, Dre and Porteo, one of our new ITL partners, just signed up with us this week. You'll be seeing those featured segments. And this happened last week, but Steve Reisner has just come on to the episode. Um, <laughs> let me... Let me go ahead and, and uh, give Scott and Wrestling with Reality their plugs, Steve, and then we'll go right into you. Uh, Jonathan, right. Jonathan, talk to us. Give us a one-liner where people can find you and what you guys do. Yeah, we do a show about four to five times a week. You like wrestling, you like MMA, you like some, we're gonna, we do some wrestling interviews with some of the stars of, of wrestling and the wrestling world past and present. We do MMA stuff all throughout the week, four to five shows a week. Just go over to Wrestling with Reality. It's on all major podcast servers. 
at WWR Podcast on Twitter, Wrestling With Reality on Facebook, and Wrestling With Reality on Instagram and YouTube. So check it out. There's two Wrestling With Realities you'll see on there. Mine's the cool design and a cool logo with the Punisher in it. So check it out. We do have a lot of fun. So come on and pop by and uh, have some fun. We have a good time over on the show four to five times a week. Awesome. And if, you, if you're following me, I obviously retweet all of his stuff. His stuff is fantastic. You know how many people have reached out and said, how do I go find that guy? And I just send them the link. So go follow Wrestling With Reality. Great stuff there. You might catch Dre on one of those episodes. The Scott has his own podcast as well. Our Labster listener, talk to us. Where can we find you? And what's your one-liner off? That's right. I am the Scott. We are from To Be Blunt Podcast. So on all social media platforms, To Be Blunt with the number two, okay, Follow it. We're like a morning variety show on the radio. We got everything. We do our own game shows. We talk about uh, whatever it is, whatever's going on in news in the week, whatever's going on in sports of the week. And of course we cover wrestling of the week. Uh, So it's always a good time. The laughs are endless. Tune in to be blunt. Uh, you, you won't be disappointed. I promise you we're live every Thursday, 6 PM Eastern standard time. And you can always follow us on Spotify, uh, iTunes. We're on all social media platforms. So check us out for sure. Awesome stuff. And I, I am actually going to be a new listener for you, buddy. I'm going to listen to you guys and, and follow you. And if you want to, I will tweet out and retweet your stuff. Still Cheers to that. Cheers to that. I appreciate that. I'm not going to do my one-liner off yet. If you guys want to stick around, listen, Steve has some comedy to talk about the terrible takes on Twitter and then give us a laugh on how heated he gets. So Steve, take it away. Well, uh, once again, this week shows that people are not very intelligent. So uh, the first take that I have of this week is that Tom Brady was never anything more than a game manager in his career. And I think we might need to go over again what the definition of game manager is because I don't think they're supposed to finish second all time in yards and touchdowns and have multiple MVPs. I don't if, if Tom Brady was a game manager, then I don't know what the fuck Joe Flacco was. Um, second take, I have um, – this is actually an old one from last week. I forgot to do. Um, that Fox Sports tweeted um, who would win in a one-on-one matchup, Deion Sanders or Tyreek Hill. And somebody put uh, – it was actually one – you know, one of our intelligent friends from Overtime Heroics, them and all their 14-year-old writers, um, that um, obviously obviously Hill would win. <laughs> but obviously Tyreek Hill would win because no athlete from back in the day would have a chance of running with these guys nowadays because, you know, they're further advanced in athletes. Um, Deion Sanders ran a 4.2840. Tyreek Hill ran a 4.27. They don't seem that far off from each other, to be 100% honest with you. Um, then next, I have Matt Miller from Bleacher Report. I am just going to call you out by name because you're an idiot, saying that uh, Bill Belichick is not a good GM, and he's not good at um, drafting or evaluating players, and he's, uh, he always straps himself with the cap space too much, which, could, could first of all, when you're in the AFC championship every year for 20 years, you're probably going to be a little tight up against the cap. That's not cheap. Um, and I mean, like, I don't think he's had that bad of an off season so far here. I, <laughs> Bill, Bill, so basically the idea was that Belichick's a bad GM and his players only look good because he coaches them. So Belichick is only good at picking players that will do good in his coaching system, which sounds exactly like the job of a GM. Sounds right. Uh, yeah, yeah, it just sounds about right. And next, um, we'll keep calling out the verifieds. We got uh, Mina Kimes. This was a – this wasn't a Twitter take. I guess this was like no, a puzzling – No, not Mina. I guess this was like a puzzling podcast position. Uh, she was on Bill Simmons' podcast and went on a rant how, quite frankly, Bill Belichick needs to take lessons from Pete Carroll on culture building and talent development. Yeah. 
So, fun fact, the Patriots fired Pete Carroll 21 years ago and then traded with the New York Jets to bring in Bill Belichick, and they haven't looked back. So I don't see why Belichick needs to take lessons from the guy that he replaced. Second of all, culture building, that's what Belichick needs help with, is the guy with 16 division titles, like 15 AFC championship game appearances, nine Super Bowl appearances in the last 20 years. He's got a problem building the culture and developing talent. Yeah, really? Him and, Greg, him and Greg Popovich. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And that and you you know, you could tell that like he like you, you could tell that he really needs Pete Carroll's help in talent development when during the Super Bowl against the Seahawks, when an undrafted rookie free agent Coached up by Bill Belichick, read Pete Carroll's mind on the last play of the Super Bowl to pick off Russell Wilson. Yeah. Maybe we should have Pete Carroll develop our plays. And then last, lastly, uh, the man who I think you all know may be the man I hate the most in the world, uh, Mr. Nick Wrong, with oh. his very intelligent take. Um, uh, I, I'm sure – I hope you guys saw this. Basically – um, that LeBron will have six rings at after he wins in Disney this year because yeah. his win against uh, the Warriors being down three to one and against Durant and all that counts as two rings. And with all the injuries in Disney, this will count as two rings. So he, his logic is that LeBron and Jordan will be tied for rings because one counts as two because – He's either he might be really bad at math or something. But, I, got, uh, I got I got five from that logic. That that one made me so sad, and it's it's a guy who's just using his platform on TV by saying stupid shit like that to further his own. Exactly. That it's just he look. Skip Bayless <coughs> is to Michael Jordan what Brian Windhorse is to LeBron James. Nobody is tying Nick Wright to LeBron James. He ties himself to the man, and yeah. that is that is probably the terriblest of takes <laughs> that you have. Oh, hey, dude, I, I so I have to I have to go with this now. So if we really want to do it Nick Wright's way, if we're going to use that logic, what? well then. Michael Jordan probably would have won in 94 and 95 if he didn't win, retire and play baseball. The, uh, the Bulls probably win two championships in those years. So I'm going to go ahead and give Jordan two hypothetical rings. And then, uh, you know, Jerry Krause, we all know, completely sabotaged that team. And they had one or two rings left in them if they all stayed together. So, you know, I'm going to go ahead and give Jordan another hy- two hypothetical rings. So we can make this ten to six. So if, LeBron just needs two more, and then that would give him. After, I'm just trying to make yeah. sure we. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Also, Jordan beat Barkley, who was the league MVP that year. So tack on another ring to make it eleven. Oh, oh, oh and, and, and wasn't Pippen injured was one of those years? We're taking so make that Can we see the equation on a paper, and you just hold it up to the. Uh, to the screen so we can just see what the math is on this. Well, we, we did can have we count, one day. Can we count the road the Rockets took with as a six seed to boost up the rings of Hakeem Olajuwon too? Hakeem gets we, seven. Hakeem gets because seven I, rings. Because <laughs> hypothetically, it doesn't have to make sense. And so oh. therefore, Hakeem gets seven rings for the first one. Sense. and We'll give him four for the second. He's Wait. now Bill Russell and the greatest center of all time. So I mean, you, using Nick Wright's logic, I've actually given the Patriots like twelve Super Bowl wins in the last. Bill Russell is so the Cowboys have like twenty rings. Years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I don't if, even if I'm just gonna hypothetical, if I'm just gonna go hypotheticals, well, then like, say Danny Amendola catches that pass to tie in the AFC Championship in 2015. Two in the and weeks. Then the Patriots win that in overtime. Well, they're winning that Super Bowl. Maybe they never intercept yeah. the ball at the one. Yeah, I, maybe Brandon Cooks doesn't way. get hurt against the Eagles. We win that Super Bowl. But, but, Steve, let's end your terrible takes by remembering that every time Brandon Cooks is traded, they go to the Super Bowl. That's, oh, that's, yes. It might be right. a terrible take, but it's the truth. Triple T's with Steve. <laughs> that was Triple T's with Steve. And that was brought to you by Triple Double Academy down in Arlington, Texas. Send your kids to get some basketball skills sharpened. They're still going, guys. Coach to player ratio is two to one. We appreciate you guys joining Wait, us. I've, Steve. Got, I've got a quick observation. Observation. I've, 
I just noticed from the, the triple T's. So yes. for all of you viewers, uh, if you were looking at, at, at when Steve was talking, he's wearing an orange shirt. So he's representing the Los Angeles Browns, which is his favorite team now. Oh, so, my God. Yes. Yes. Actually, yes. This, is a, this is a La Una shirt. I'm representing Labor's International Union of North America, the uh, single the, strongest army in the world. The, the mascot for Los Angeles Browns. <laughs> yeah. I am excited about that. Uh, we, might uh, actually make, we should actually make that a shirt. I'm not kidding. Yeah. That would sell. Yeah. Uh, the Los Angeles Browns. Every time we see, every time we seem to do a send off, Dre's got another one liner. Steve, talk to the people how they can find you. Uh, you can follow me uh, at Rasner underscore Steven or uh, check out any of our amazing content over at www.bluecollarmg.com. Awesome. And let me go ahead and do the final sign off myself. Obviously, as your host, Ernest Silva, you can find me at the Sport Gene. But my one liner is just a big, fat, huge, wonderful thank you to everybody who reached out to me, gave me their well wishes, prayers, uh, blessings for trying to conquer COVID. Um, it was rough in the beginning, but it got easier and easier every day. And seeing the support that we had, not only for my podcast listeners, but from the Pottern family to people I work with, to my family and friends, it was a wonderful support system. I felt like that's the whole reason why I pushed through so quick. But getting that negative test was a, was a huge sigh of relief. And thank you to everybody, even those that are on the show today. As at one point, I know all y'all said, you know, you wish I was, I was better at one point. So thank you guys so much. And, and my, only, uh, my only final thing is that follow us. This weekend, your sports scientists are going to be competing again in that tournament, that Call of Duty Warzone tournament, chance to win $2,000. BCMG stream team, go find us on uh, uh, twitch.tv slash the sport gene. Become a labster on our Patreon. Just look up the sport gene or into the lab. You'll find us. Uh, be a part of Blue Collar Media Group, www.bluecollarmg.com. I won't keep you anymore. Enjoy your weekends. Go listen to Shooter Shoot Monday. It is a JJ Reddick exclusive. Kenny, that's for you for being on the show the whole time. You guys take care, and thank you guys again. Bye. You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app and follow the Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today. <laughs> <laughs>